What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 37. My guests today are James and Ed from Banteen Mortgage, uh, locally here in Baltimore, Maryland. They have, uh, I would say, like a skate punk, stoner rock kind of sound, blending a few genres. Uh, they remind me a lot of one of my favorite bands called Fiddler from California. In any case, Teen Mortgage will be featured on the soundtrack of the new season of Shameless, which is pretty cool. And their song Falling Down is featured at the end of this episode. You can find it wherever you listen to music. I'll say this interview went a little longer than normal since Ed and James were in person and came over to have a chat. I did my best to smooth it out uh, editing-wise. But uh, overall, it went pretty well. We got to talking about all things music and how they got together. We learned some uh, English Liverpool slang. Talked a lot about skateboarding. And uh, even got into the band's dubious and brief connection with the uh, Pizzagate conspiracy on Reddit back in the day. Uh, incidentally, they are, in fact, on King Pizza Records, which sounds like it's out of Brooklyn. Uh, I should also mention there's a spoiler alert for the movie Midsummer, which we talked about at some point. Definitely skip over that if you haven't seen it. And other than that, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting local music. And as always, if you're in a local band and got some new music and you want to promote it, you can always hit me up. But uh, yeah, without further ado, Ed James, Teen Mortgage. So I guess we were kind of chatting earlier, and apparently somebody else is doing the same thing, but it's like a podcast for music, but for people who work, who right. have jobs. Yeah, he'd done one before. And like, I was like, maybe we already met, and I forgot, which is totally possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happens from time to time. You did a uh, podcast similar. I did Ambition Radio Podcast with Chris uh, Tondable. Oh, okay. saying his name yeah. right, um, but he—it's not just music. He ends up doing a lot of music just because I feel like you're you're just interconnected yeah. to that. But he just does anyone he considers doing art because I think he's even talked to people that like brew beer and things yeah. like that, and just how they balance a day job. Yeah, which obviously a lot of uh, people, I guess, in brewing and music, end up <laughs> transferring over and possibly making a living off it somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I have Dunkin' Donuts coffee creamer if you want. Oh, would. Um, Hell yeah. It's just regular black. Yeah, they got a bit of creamer because I'm. Yeah. I'd be basic like that. I like creamer coffee. I think, I think I'm out of our fruit fruit coffee. What's up? What's up? Team Mortgage. Hello. <laughs> we were watching this free stuff last night. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. The main question I think we had, or at least I had, was like, what skate park was that? Oh, yeah. It couldn't have been a local <laughs> one, because I would have... Uh, it was um, Lake Fairfax. Fairfax? Yeah, Lake Fairfax. Are you talking about was the that Vans for... promotion? Wait, oh. There was one what show you where you had um, Joey Harkin was bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Fairfax. 
That was true. Perhaps. Is that the one on my? It's like uh, the video I put on my like personal page. No. It might have been. I think it was just on your YouTube page. Oh, if it's, that's if what it's I was looking one at. Like Fairfax, I didn't. I didn't put it on my YouTube page. No, I put it on my Instagram. Like there was like a little video of it. Yeah. But is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I'd like, have to show you, but yeah, that one um, Sarah lady, the one that films. She always films in like the the. Oh shit! Does she put those up? She put the whole thing up. Oh, I haven't seen. I them. just knew you wanted like the sound quality, so I didn't send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to ruin. Nah, his I'm not night. that bother. I don't want to ruin his bother. night. <laughs> it, it was not like the tightest set. I'm not really like that interested to watch it. Yeah. And like just because uh, Joey, it's like only the fucking second gig Joey done with us. <laughs> he was like, he looked like he was rocking out. Yeah, like he, he knew the shit, so he did, it he wasn't like... Uh, <laughs> He's a consummate professional. I mean, I'll have to watch him back. I'd, I'd, I'd have a... Like a bias... Like a not a... Like the opposite of a biased view, I guess, on uh, stuff. Where I'm just like... I don't know, I'm like too perfectionist about it or something. So I'm just like, yeah. oh, I don't want to watch it. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I would say like your guys' type of music isn't necessarily straightforward right. professional sounding either. Yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like that's... <laughs> Usually people try on purpose to avoid sounding professional <laughs> in that sort of way. The, yeah. the well, main band I was going to bring up that I, that I absolutely love is uh, Fiddler from California. Uh, yeah, we get that um, one a lot. But yeah. I love their shows back when you were allowed to have shows. Yeah. If you remember. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. them at the Howard <laughs> Theater with Swimmers and The Frights. Yeah. That was a good gig. Yeah, they they had fucking energy as fuck. Like, yeah. The mosh pits sick. are so yeah. violent. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a total teeny buffer show. That, uh, that one in particular, oh. but like, yeah. That's kind of the vibe that you really miss whenever you're just watching like a band like us play yeah. like on video. Because you're not there, you don't get the energy of it. You know, yeah. As- aside from like whatever the sound quality is, it's just really right. hard to kind of recreate that energy. I mean, even yeah. when we go into record, it's like, we try to do certain things that kind of amp up the energy of the way the tracks sound a little bit. Yeah. Just to try to make it convey uh, a little better when you listen to it in the car. Like, I think the tempos are usually yeah, pushed I mean, a little bit. And... Recordings sound good, you know. <clears throat> you not have to worry about that, at least. But, yeah. um, no, I mean, I think you guys got the sound that you're going for. I don't know exactly how to pinpoint the genre, but that's not really important. That's I good. feel like, you know. Yeah, we kind of... Go ahead, it sounds California to me, like Southern California, <laughs> at least of the punk that I know out there, which we'll, is we'll somewhat limited, yeah. you know, so I was actually not even sure if you guys were from around here or not, or just transplants. It's a right. Maryland uh, accent. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that, but you can't tell what you're saying. So. I'm from Easter Island, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from, uh, like, just outside of Liverpool, originally. Mm-hmm. Um I've been lived around the states, so I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, just weird accent, kind of, yeah, don't have a culture, you could <laughs> say, you know. Just, How'd you end up in Baltimore? Um, I ended up in Baltimore because I just I I lived in Annapolis a while, um, and I just didn't like it, yeah. so I moved up there because <laughs> it's more <laughs> rad. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I've also lived in Baltimore before, so uh, I don't. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Craigslist, yeah, yeah. genuinely nice. Craigslist, uh, uh, yeah, still works. I got into a Guns N' Roses cover band through Craigslist. So. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, cover bands on there yeah. seeking people. Definitely, yeah. it was 
yeah, it's a, we've definitely told this story like a bunch of times. I guess it's just telling it again, isn't it? It's like, we'll get really, we'll start embellishing start, it. Start getting like better at so, it. So, yeah, the best bands, they just <laughs> make up a new story every time. So that yeah, way basically. you start your own <laughs> legend and no one really knows which one's true. It's going to be like, like those like Marilyn Manson rumors where it's like, then James removed two of his ribs so he <laughs> suck his own dick. Probably my, I did the surgery. Yeah, probably my, <laughs> my favorite Scottish band, Biffy Clyro. Like, oh, yeah. They make up a new story about how the name started Like yeah. every interview. Are, are you familiar with uh, Typo Negative? Cliffy yeah, Bob. a little bit. <laughs> like, I think the, one of their... Uh, Bios just talks about how like Peter Steele had like twenty pounds of impacted like, fecal matter or something like that removed or <laughs> something completely ridiculous. They just yeah. made up the whole thing. It's great. Yeah, it's funny. Simon's like says he sits around. And he's like, I just gotta come up with new stories all the time. I have to like compile them in my phone, so I'm like ready. You know? Oh, there's like, something to be said for like a Walworkers story. You yeah. Know? Like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a comedian doing a bit. It's like, it sounds like they're shooting it off the cuff, but you know they spent agonizing amount of time yeah. working on that. It's the uh, Hunter S. Thompson way. You just gotta, you know, exaggerate, hyperbolize everything until your legend's <laughs> bigger than you are, you know? There you go. But, um, but yeah, no, thanks again for coming. And in-person's always way more fun, yeah. I mean, than FaceTime. Yeah. Plus, you know, the audio quality isn't a cell phone, so... Yeah, yeah. And, and like the zoom and all the um, glitching and the audio delay and stuff like that we ran yeah. into in the past. It's definitely preferable to do it this way. Yeah. Well, I guess on a musical note, I always just ask people what they're working on or what they're going to release soon or what they maybe just released. So um, yeah. I kind of went through your stuff on Spotify a little, but I'm not a hardcore fan yet. <laughs> if, the, if that makes sense I'll sell you on so, a used car today yeah I don't know all your lyrics by heart or anything like that uh, if, sir what's it going to take to get you into this EP today oh <laughs> uh, well I just, felt like that the merch table <laughs> uh, it's a nice t-shirt pal yeah, yeah. you know a, a little Chains. <laughs> a little blow or something never hurt but uh <laughs> um, so yeah you got life and death uh, or life slash death in 2019 yeah so did you guys record that around here, or we recorded that uh, with Kenny Eaton, Mystery Ton, which is um, God's up near Frederick. It's Monrovia, Monrovia, yeah. Monrovia, Maryland. Nice, middle of nowhere. I call it Fredneck. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Yeah, it's fair for sure. And um, then it was mixed by Jeremy Hayes from Mojo Bozo's Electric Circus. Mm. Nice shout out. Yeah, we have a single coming up. I'm not sure when we're gonna release it. Honestly, it's like whenever. Yeah, so we're gonna release it. Whenever. <laughs> is that what you're shooting the video for? Or yeah, is that? Okay. yeah, yeah. We're um, I, honestly everything with like releasing and doing everything. It's been completely just dependent on what the fuck's going on in the world right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't we I didn't make any plans until like, all right, let's see what happens with this election. <laughs> Yeah. And whatever fallout happens from that and Yeah. You know. I am, you know, somewhat worried about just the prospect of how long it's gonna be before real shows can happen again. I mean, I try to be optimistic, but it's, I don't know. Probably got years left, I don't know. Like yeah. another year I think until things can be like full capacity again. Yeah. I don't know. Like the idea of a mosh pit right now just seems 
strange yeah it's funny watching you know you watch stuff on like like tv or like a show or whatever and like when people like touch each other in the shows or like yeah. you watch a show and everyone's like all sweaty like bounce around you're yeah. like ah, no i don't know about that anymore <laughs> well it's funny <laughs> it's kind of gross <laughs> ed and i were talking before about how we're both kind of in the medical field or oh, world right. and like that's always kind of made me a germaphobe but at the same time like i get in a mosh pit i'm covered in sweat piss beer you know spit <laughs> like blood probably it's a protective um, layer. if you're at a municipal waste show you know definitely yeah, you're yeah. on a boogie board like surfing the crowd so like Hell yeah. um and now it's just like everybody's sketched so i i wonder how long it's going to take people's like psyches to recover from trauma yeah <laughs> the trauma this time the germaphobe drama you know what i mean like just being worried i mean i guess to try to look at things optimistically if anything the demand for for live shows has probably gone up you know yeah uh so hopefully there'll be some carryover to that where people are like Sh- i uh, want to see people play live local music i, I definitely <laughs> you know? think there's a significant amount of people do who won't Absolutely. care um no matter what but then the other part of it is like what venues are going to have to do to survive. Like yeah. just for instance, the auto bar, you know, like they have their bar, I guess, going on the parking lot or patio when it is open and uh, people can donate to them too, I guess, through the GoFundMe, which I do try to post once in a while, just on my Instagram or whatever. But yeah, uh, I just wonder like, you know, are these venues going to survive and how that's going to play out too? Yeah. A lot of them won't. Yeah. I know Live Nation, unfortunately, is just trying to buy them up, and that's going to throw a monkey wrench into whatever happens in the future, too, because the more of them they own, the more they can monopolize it all, and it's just like, ugh. (laughs) Definitely. um, That's a little worrying as well, but again, I'm not trying to be too pessimistic either. Yeah, I just those are my talking points, you know. You you can always think about how how bad it can possibly get, especially when shit's all fucked up like it is right now. Yeah, you know. Uh, I think what we may see as a result though is like kind of more of a DIY kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. You just kind of people who because the, the demand will be there, but and you know, and it will it'll come around for sure. Yeah. So that that part is true and is awesome that I've been noticing that is the house shows which are obviously underground right now. And I'm not going to get into the politics of whether you should have a house show of some kind or not. Um, I did. (laughs) I had an Oktoberfest the other day, but it was, you know, distanced. We didn't have a mosh pit. And we had like five or six bands um, from the podcast and my band. And like, it was a good time. So All the shows come with that caveat of like, you know, but there was this and that. Like we, we played a good bit in October yeah, but we played in all different weird setups like we backyards, had a skate park, right? Yeah, skate park. So, um, we played in uh, Adams Morgan off the back of a truck. Oh, hell yeah! Uh, that was with a uh, Songbird um, Music Cafe. They put us in the back of a truck and had us drive up. It was the Adams owner Morgan. of yeah. Songbird truck. Yeah, it was a Cheyenne Ten, so it just looked sick. <laughs> That's awesome. Playing to all the people eating dinner. Yeah, <laughs> scaring them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like who's ready for indigestion? <laughs> it, it was a unique experience. I never would have thought that. Like you know, we played for crowds that weren't into our stuff before. Yeah, yeah. and that, I think that was you know, it's like a good 
it was a good indication of you know people are looking for music like it yeah. doesn't matter you know like if it's a, a loud punk band or it's you know like a jazz they had like a jazz band do it they had yeah. acoustic you know kind of acts do it so yeah people just um, want the vibes yeah. yeah i mean you guys definitely fit right in on the skate soundtrack and that was one thing i was gonna ask you like you were on the vans um playlist or vans sorry vans like video oh yeah um uh, yeah we had a or whatever they used it in a yeah. highlight con- a contest a contest reel or whatever yeah but that's still, it's sick it's yeah. still pretty badass it's totally I mean, sick uh i mean i grew up skateboarding i still yeah. skateboard um i think like that I was like maybe like eight or nine when like Tony York One came out, mm-hmm. so like that definitely like opened up the door for me into like what because yeah. like before that I was like oh yeah like Blink One Eighty Two that's punk mm-hmm. I didn't really know you know yeah. and that like showed me really what it was so I think maybe that may, it does probably have like a, like a deep influence. In what I think do. it does for sure and that was yeah. I I could talk about skateboarding all day I grew up same skating um <laughs> I, like, I had a mini ramp in my backyard so all the kids would be coming over and yeah it was it was a great time um I'm 30 now so the main thing is I fall harder yeah. <laughs> I don't heal as quickly and I'm a little fatter or a little heavier <laughs> than I used to be so your center of gravity has changed yeah I'm healing I mean, myself right now yeah, I, I, I I still have a pretty decent balance and it is one of those things you don't really ever forget once you've learned a trick like I think it pretty much sticks with you for the most part like I'm not gonna go jumping downstairs right now but if I go to the skate park generally within half an hour like of not skating for a while I start to pick up like all right I can do these maneuvers pretty easily you know like if it wasn't for the safety risk, you would see like viral videos of people in uh, nursing homes getting on the board and shredding, right? <laughs> Be like, he couldn't remember his name, but then we put him in the half pipe. I've seen some old, <laughs> old men shred, Dude, and it's sick. You know? Tony Alva's like 65. And yeah, Caballero. Yeah, like, yeah, they still go into pool, or like Alva will go into like a pool, like a backyard yeah. pool and ride it. Caballero that, as well. Like, that's the thing. Riding. Like if you know like your ability or your parameter, like mm-hmm. you can do what like you can yeah. skate for a long time i I should do um, back and front boards all day and kick flips like i'll do like a hundred yeah. kick flips or like if i'm not going to do anything else than that like that's i'll just do that for like four hours yeah. <laughs> it's the best yeah. <laughs> i don't even care like yeah. i'll just do those three tricks so as long as i can do those yeah. like a kick flip who's it's, the kid um like jaws i think jaws aaron aaron Hamoki. yeah yeah he's that's like that you know he's pro- that's yeah. that's weird to think about but like you know that guy must have bionic knees or something because he jumps down like yeah, the biggest insane, shit. Man. He jumps yeah. off roofs. He did the like, Lions twenty five. Yeah. Ali Bulala didn't do. Who broke his? I've actually foot. got the put the Pish drunks tattoo. Oh, that's awesome. Because of Ali Bulala oh, and yeah. like all that. Yeah, and that that was a big influence too. Like yeah. all those skate videos, like the flip video. Baker oh, that was 2G, a great. Baker yeah. Three. Sorry, yeah. we're gonna get on skateboard <laughs> here for yeah, just I a little just bit. But... Step back, like, you know. I'm like, yeah. All right, cool. I would, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll make some like wrestling punk at some point. We'll just start talking about weightlifting. Yeah, we'll I was already going to try to steer it that direction. <laughs> we could talk about whacking ball, and that would be kind of bring the two things together. <laughs> You're familiar yeah. with whacking ball? <laughs> Brian Weck, no, no, the money buster. No, you've seen him. Mm-mm. He's on Instagram. He's like, he's like this, uh, like fucking stadad. You know, like takes loads of steroids and like mm. works out and stuff. But he's oh, sick yeah, skateboarder as well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and he calls people like skateboarders out on their manuals, like for touching wheels or like touching <laughs> foot and stuff. <laughs> and it's just funny, like I don't know, you just gotta check it out. Yeah, yeah. 
it's just something you got to see, but he he does both. I guess yeah. Neen Williams also, you could, we could talk about. You know about Neen Williams. Got uh, the dreads. Is the dude that's like, was into fitness now? He's yeah, he's like, like super, you know what I'm talking about, Neen Williams? I know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, yeah. he's like Finstagram now. He's all like, <laughs> there's <laughs> a couple really, of stuff. The idea of like longevity is, is changing over time. Like, this is totally just steered in the Joe Rogan podcast area, but, you know, <laughs> like, athletes and people in general just try to take the idea of longevity into uh, playing a little more seriously than they did, like, 70s, 80s, even 90s. Or, like, you, you see yeah. athletes out there competing now mm-hmm. into the late 40s or even, like, 50s and, and being somewhat competitive, I mean, which you just didn't see, Yeah, you know, back in the 80s. It's like... I don't even know when most football players retire. Like most of them, never make it to like forties, if not like just. Football is like one of the most brutal sports to try to play forever. I mean, to skateboard. uh, Yeah, Yeah. it is. Got to be tackled by concrete. Yeah, we'll see what happens (laughs) with Tyson. But Tyson just got back in fighting shape, and he's like fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Doesn't matter if he wins. I win it. It's just his name is gonna make all that pay-per-view money. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, he, he could stand there. They, it could, the fight could be over five seconds yeah. and they still well, make a shitload of money. So. Which begs the question, why? Like, is he broke? Like, is he in debt? Like, right, exactly. He, he, you know, illegal he had a whole... Shit, no, I mean, he had a whole interview about it. It's just his, like his personality, you know? Yeah. I'm sure... I mean, I know his money was hard up at some point, but I think he's kind of bounced back from that. I mean, he's basically just like a... Yeah, a public figure. I'm sure he scoops up money in different areas. He's at different businesses. Yeah. Had adult yeah. swim money. Had adult swim money. Yeah. There's cameos money. All that yeah. stuff. Um, real quick, I just had one other thing about Ali Bulala. Did you see the uh, documentary? I did. That, Baker Boy. Lala. That was sad, man. Yeah, he's sorry. I got no idea. Uh, so basically, also for anyone listening, uh, hopefully people listen. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, there's a skateboarder who was big in the early 2000s. He was on Baker and uh, Flip, or Flip, mm-hmm. and then Baker. He or, meets with them. Well, yeah. he was on Flip skateboards. So. Okay, <laughs> we're on the record here. Yeah, <laughs> he was one of the piss drunks, probably the mm-hmm. most piss drunk. And him and Shane Cross were on a like a dirt bike or something, and the other guy died. Uh, Shane did, and Ali survived. And they're both, you know, obviously fucked up at the time. And what was so strange about this documentary and about his life now is like he lost his ability to skate. And I don't really fully know if it was a head injury. Yeah. Or I, it was. I think it was a head injury. I think it was both. Uh, yeah. He like probably fucked up some other stuff too. Yeah, his like mobility. Traumatic brain injury or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, he like had. But like, he's not the level he was. Yeah, yeah, it's wild because like he went from being a pro skater going through all that trauma and everything, and then now he can't even, like, kickflip. Right. It's weird. Like, it's really hard to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. like... I think that's a big that's a big thing why it stuck with me, too, like, when yeah. I was a kid, because it, it kind of, like... It was, like, this whole rock star thing. Yeah. And then... But then there's, like, that side of it as well, so, like... Yeah. Oh, it's, important. it's important to, like, remember that. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's very sobering, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, sobering's the right word. I mean, all those, a lot of those guys are sober now. Yeah. So, all the, all the piss drunks, except, yeah. like, Dustin Dolan. Oh, yeah, that guy can drink forever. <laughs> Dustin Dolan still drinks at the spots. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's... He's the man. His, yeah. his Baker 4 part was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was, like, 
It's so gnarly. My theory on him is um, a guy told me one time he had an adrenal drip problem with his kidney where he mm-hmm. literally got too much adrenaline in his system. Was it theocytochromatoma? Um, could be. Rub <laughs> in. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's like a really rare disorder that I think when I was in nursing school they're like, oh, you're you're we're gonna learn about this, but you might never see it. And I think I yeah. saw it within like four weeks of being in the ER. Yeah. I was like, I thought you said we weren't gonna see this. Yeah, it sounds like your the duct that's above your adrenal gland or mm. above your kidney is like open too much. And so you just get this pure shot of adrenaline like all the time. And I met somebody with this and they were, I mean, it's possible they were on cocaine too, but yeah, dude is just fucking wired hyper. And like, sure. Cocaine would aggravate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like, he was like that all the time. And he was like, he joined the military or something because obviously he'd do something. Channel that aggression. But, um, but yeah, I feel like Dustin Dolan might have something like that going on where he can just like, he's always hyper, like always ready to go. Like he's drunk or not drunk. Like he's just, some people are (laughs) like that. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> I can't he's insane yeah like wakes up in the morning drinks beer and then yeah. like goes and gets a massive trick it's yeah so sick <laughs> it's wild but, like not a but... not a good role model probably no. <laughs> <laughs> but the piss drinks he's still uh, the piss drunks distribution is like still a thing in Australia yeah. yeah so you can get like piss drunks merch and stuff so. he's huge down there yeah he's still like the man he's still he yeah. does a lot of editing for like Baker and then he does like all the distribution for like Baker Boys in like Australia and stuff. So like, yeah, yeah he just turned into being a businessman, like like he do. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got the, the skateboarding out <laughs> that I wanted to talk about. I'm, I'm, um, I'm accustomed to just letting the conversation go wherever. <laughs> yeah, uh, which one of you lives in Hamden in Baltimore? You do. I do. So you might live uh, near like View Skate Shop. Right. Yeah, right. I live like five minutes away from it. And yeah, you got like there. the skate park there. Uh, Nepenthe Brewing is there too. Which, yeah, it's a we good went spot. there. Yeah, um, not too long ago. Me and, a good spot. me and the lady friend are definitely like into the the beers for sure. All the spots that we can find. Yeah, I think and, Beer uh, Teca is shut down right now. They used like uh, a pizza and beer spot that was like under eighty three. Yeah, they have two locations. Though. I think there's another one out uh, somewhere off ninety five. Maybe it's like in Bel Air or something like that. That was really good, but uh, I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know, who knows? Uh, yeah. We'll be talking about a lot of businesses that are not around in about a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope there's not too full of a shutdown again. But it's all speculation. But I don't think we're gonna go full shutdown again. You know, maybe periods of it, but at least now it's like if we do go back into a shutdown, it's not gonna be as surprising to some businesses it will definitely be that like final blow to certain ones but at least other businesses at least have uh some type of system in play where they're already like yeah. okay well we've already we've been here before guys let's go back into this some of them have outdoor dining already uh yeah. preparations for socially distanced service so they yeah. break in it this time of the year so we'll see yeah. i mean a lot of people do get sick anyway so yeah like it's probably gonna be double that yeah. i don't know i'm pretty, being pretty bleak about it but. it's gonna be one of the well, toughest things that we're dealing right now it is and, true i mean we're both in the medical field so like i don't know what you're seeing but um uh I, i've seen a an up, uptick in um 
cases personally uh there was like a little bit of a lull like where it's like i might might have like one positive person and now it's, it's yeah. definitely more frequent but uh it's a little more concerning because i think people are, are a little more accustomed to the, to the virus and some people have just kind of decided that it doesn't exist or you know yeah i uh, mean categorically i'm sort of in that place where it's like i've already had it so i know that there's a lot of back and forth about how many times you can get it or if it evolves or, or the whatever the intensity um but i got it in march and i was like good to go after that at least in a sense like you know i still work with around it i still take care of people who have it but mm-hmm. i haven't gotten it again you know and uh i've just been kind of sitting around waiting i'm just kind of like all right <laughs> it, it, definitely, it definitely doesn't make me personally nervous because yeah. you know being like I mean, you're front line i'm front line it's like yeah. i've learned one thing from this is that uh i don't want to be of old age and still be on the front line oh yeah because if we have something like this happen again i'm 100 percent getting it <laughs> you know because that's Every, each time there's there's been something, this is like my third like massive uh, global uh, illness threat or yeah. uh, occurrence where we had H1N1 when I first started in medicine, and then I was on the front line during Ebola. Yeah, I was going to say Ebola was a scary one in a lot of ways, and they yeah. say it didn't <laughs> spread because it was so lethal. Yeah. Like, yeah, the people that are shedding virus usually are a little bit more um, apparent. Yeah, and, like and, you bleed out of every orifice until you die like when you get yeah. it. And it's people metal. couldn't, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like metalocalypse or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, like they couldn't leave their house once they get it, so they couldn't really spread because they just, that's it. You yeah. Know, like, so, um, I don't know. <laughs> but I, think, I think people are a little more accustomed to it now. So, um, you know, we're also seeing like the, the return of... Um, just kind of your normal visits you know during oh, yeah. the peak when everyone was in like lockdown it was like we we're mostly seeing just mm-hmm. your more severe stuff you know like respiratory problems people yeah. with chest pain people with like crippling abdominal pain or whatever and now we've had the return of my elbow feel funny mm. <laughs> my elbow feels strange yeah, I know what you mean. It's like the ER is back to being full again. It's like people aren't scared. Like for a while there, there people were scared to go to the hospital, and rightly so. I mean, that's where the sick people are. Yeah. But now it's people are back to just like, oh, my toe hurts. I got a headache. I got a toothache. And like, I remember that that feeding some of the conspiracy theories about, oh, well, this is like a whole PR thing, and like the hospitals are empty. It's you know, it's <laughs> like. I was like, no, ERs are uh, pretty empty because when all the other stuff that's not actually emergency is not coming in, mm. it's like the patient volume is totally manageable. <laughs> you know? Well, it, even when those people are just like yeah. dying, it's like you can still manage it. You know? It's incredible. It's a massive rabbit hole to talk about the healthcare system here in the States. <laughs> <laughs> but if, really if people had like a little bit of healthcare or maybe a little bit more, they wouldn't have to go to the ER so much. Like it was a human um, right. Yeah. There's a wise yeah. band called Pish Jeans, and they have a song <laughs> where they said, you want to know my health plan? Stay away from doctors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not the worst plan, to be purely honest. But That's my plan. That's what yeah, it's it's interesting. It's not that I'm recommending that you don't go see your doctor, but um, 
there's really no quantifiable evidence that going regularly if you don't have like a known illness is necessarily better. Mm-hmm. Like common sense, you would say yes. That going to see them, getting checked up, like just going yeah. and getting your car tuned up. But what so, happens if you take your car to go get looked at all the time? Yeah. So I'm a huge book nerd and always full of recommendations. If being in the medical field, if you've mm-hmm. never read The House of God by Samuel Shem, it was written in the 70s. It's a sarcastic book about written by a real doc from Harvard. And he just came up with like these laws of medicine that are very sardonic or very whatever. Mm-hmm. And like one of the top ones is like, the best medicine is to do as much nothing as possible <laughs> because <laughs> well, it's kind of true. There's a lot of like stuff, smoke and mirrors going on yeah. in medicine and it's been proven that a placebo will fix your problem 50% of the time. Yeah. I mean, give people, somebody a sugar pill. You know, you get the problem you know? like over prescribing antibiotics when a lot of yeah. things your body would just clear up on its own. But there was a certain period of time where if you went in, you had a, a sinus infection or something like that, people would always give you antibiotics. Yeah, you know, and that leads to some other problems, super bugs, and just screws with your immune system. Another big rabbit hole we could talk about. Yeah, probably I'm trying, trying to screw it along. <laughs> it. But uh, you know, let me say, like I said, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, but I'm saying like there are risks when you go in and you're getting tested for things because you can have things pop up that wouldn't have come up otherwise, but then. So you guys have a song called Doctor Too, which uh, has nothing to do with it. Okay, nothing to do with this. (laughs) Nothing to do with it. What's that one about? (laughs) You you can get tested for things, and then all of a sudden, like, find yourself going to get subsequent tests that could have some type of like harm. Yeah. And then end up with like other problems or undergoing other types of stress. But at the same time, you can go in and just coincidentally find like a cancer or something like that too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you would recommend not to do it, but it's not evidence-based practice. Yeah, and in general, too, just, like, it would go a long way to have some form of medical knowledge among, like, just the population. And, like, I just mean simple stuff, like, yeah, like, like diabetes is a huge problem, and, you know, people don't really understand how that works or how to maybe get a little bit better at managing it. And so they got to call 911 a lot, they got to go to the ER a lot until yeah. their foot falls off or something, which... It's also, al- it's almost like people are better off if they got like if they get it kind of like younger and they can not have to learn about it fifty or sixty years of like behaviors that yeah. maybe predispose them to developing it by a certain age. Uh, even as like a trained medical professional, it's like it's hard to explain endocrine system to someone. You know, it's and I yeah. even like have to refresh my memory on diabetes all the time. You know. And the crazy thing about that one, too, is it's reversible in a lot of people, a lot of cases. Yeah, if, too. If you could stop, you know, eating so much sugar or whatever. Yeah, yeah they don't want them to know, yeah. you know. They don't, want, they don't want people to know. They want to sell you it's, whatever. it's billable. They sell you, Every, the, you know, yeah. problem and the solution. Yep. That's what they do. I mean, that I just wrote a song about the, uh, you know, basically the amphetamine opioid, you know, yeah. epidemic, basically, because... You give the people a problem and you give them the solution. Right. And then they're hooked and forever, basically. It's like John Belfort in it, you know, like in a yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Scene, he's like, yeah. and then you, he's like, I wake up and it, he takes the one drug. Oh, so yeah. feel balance like that one. Yeah, <laughs> he's balancing the drugs out all day. Yeah. yeah. That's another yeah. Hunter S. Thompson thing. If you ever saw right. his drug regimen, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like wake up at four. Yeah, four, four p.m. <laughs> Hunter, Hunter arises. 405, 
Hunter does line of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's like a banging breakfast at like yeah. five o'clock, more cocaine, yeah. glass of cognac, smokes a joint, yeah. gets on the typewriter. It's so sick. Yeah. Four grapefruits. Grapefruits, yeah. yeah, yeah big right. one, That's yeah. A, yeah. Margaritas yeah. in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Hunter is now ready to write. Yeah, yeah. He finally gets to like two AM or something. I feel yeah. inspired. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. yeah. To bounce back on that song, Doc there, that song's about if you you're like on a night out with somebody who's like on some drug or something and uh like you don't know what the drug they don't even know what the drug is kind of thing and like you're kind of like if you're like just babysat somebody on oh, like yeah. a night out you know it's yeah. kind of like that and you're, they're just like freaking out and you're like yeah you shouldn't have taken that mm-hmm. that's what that's there's a whole about. subreddit dedicated to it yeah called trips it uh, <laughs> somebody's yeah. having a bad trip that one's like yeah just like the lyrics are like you know I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, have a glass of water. I don't know about you. But my friends were always brutal about that shit. Like, you were freaking out. They were not cool about it. They were just like, yeah, man, that's because there was crack in that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle a little PCP in there or something. It's like, you might not die. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, round yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> I'd say around like when weed strains first started to get on this exponential climb of like THC levels. Yeah, the old uh, weaponized marijuana, as they say. <laughs> pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah, people fucking. That was actually dumb. funny. There was uh, these kids who were from Australia a while back and they recorded an album here and they were just like, dude, everything in America is so fucking strong here. <laughs> They're like, you guys' beers are like so strong. Your weed is so strong. Right. Like everything is like to the max. Yeah. It's like in Australia, apparently everybody's like light beer or they smoke like spliffs, like tobacco and weed right. together. Yeah, like, in England they do as well. I don't know what it is with America where like, like they just make weed scientific. They're like, nah, yeah. bro, this is a crossbreed. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to put it in the like crazy bong and like yeah. it's got all the tips the and like, the honeycomb is going to do this. And you're just like, I was just trying to get stoned and I don't, <laughs> didn't follow any of that, you yeah. know? So I don't know what the, the cult there's a culture <laughs> divide there with it. Yeah. Where yeah, like I think maybe like it's the uh, the um, the relevancy of like tobacco in society because like in mm. America they're like they've been very like aggressive about pushing tobacco out with this you know like yeah. you know it's not it's kind of like more taboo here than it is in like those countries. Yeah. So like over there they're like you know you can you can find like rolling papers and like loose tobacco more readily over there. We're mm-hmm. here, it's like American spirit, you know, yeah. and that that's like, you know, real harsh. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you got different options and stuff. So it's like, it's a weird, like, yeah, culture uh, divide on that one. I guess one of the things about smoking is that it is one of the few health choices that you make that can affect the people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Maybe if you once... smoke and you smoke indoors or if you smoke around oh, other yeah. people, it's like, you know. It's a little bit worse than just farting around them or something like that. It's like you're exposing them to your bad habit. Yeah. Right? right. From a secondary standpoint, we want to get to like the whatever studies on, on secondhand smoking there is. But, you know, there are a lot of arguments that people were like, oh, yeah, it's like the smokers cost the healthcare system and the taxpayers so much money because, you know, they're going in for all these tests. And it's an unpopular opinion. But if you look at the, the data, Smokers on average spend something like one hundred and fifty thousand to like two hundred thousand less. Don't quote me on these numbers, right? I'm just ballparking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like your average uh, American, 
Hmm. That's a non-smoker. Yeah. But the reason is because they develop like, you know, probably a major cardiovascular disease or like cancer or like something else that takes them out so they yeah. don't live longer. <laughs> it's like you live longer, yeah. quote, healthier. You live longer to develop, you know, more chronic illnesses that don't take you out <laughs> a couple more decades. So like really, yeah. you know, we can just solve our tax problems by just getting everyone to smoke. <laughs> Thank you for smoking, right? Yeah. Seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Again, the problem and the solution. Of course, Being I just got to... that subject gave me bad PTSD from the damn Midsummer movie I just watched last night, where when they turn <laughs> they turn seventy two and they jump off a cliff, <laughs> like that was crazy. We wait until that gets uh, fashionable, right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was some wild shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean. We took a quick break here at this point of the interview. <laughs> it gets a little annoying when you get to the end of a conversation. You're like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit, <laughs> we gotta start in. <laughs> I know what that feels like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, if you guys want to kind of talk about some of your more uh, music side of things, like, um, definitely. we could definitely get into, I don't know, either what fires you up to write or what fires you up to play, or I don't know. If... I don't know. We just like big dirty riffs. Like when we, yeah. whenever we kind of started like talking to each other and go, like I, you know, so we had the I had posters on Craigslist and then he jumped on it, um, which was lucky, really lucky, because he was there to like laugh at, yeah, you know, people. He was kind of <laughs> using it as like a comedy, uh, the comedy factor of it. Yeah. But so we kind of we were starting to talk and like I mean those those songs were more like maybe leaning towards like No Wave or like mm-hmm. definitely more like Garage Rock or like Grunge or something and then we started talking about like Stoner Metal and mm-hmm. then it was like he was like oh yeah that's like my shit okay. so at that point we definitely were like okay that's like a very common thing and uh, it with our writing style it, it definitely um, became like a more of a centerfold in it than it was previously in what I'd written. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of one of the things that, like you were saying before, like the you don't you, the genre, you can't like really put it in one box. Yeah. We, we've all like that's kind of been a conscious thing for us. Like we don't want to just be like a like every other garage rock band or like every other fucking stone metal band or like we kind of yeah. want to bring all these things together, um, kind of like a Venn diagram. So mm-hmm. I think is how I see it. Um, so like yeah, definitely just really fuzzy, dirty riffs, <laughs> big drums, man. Yeah. Yeah. Right <laughs> on. Who are some of you guys like bands you bonded over then, like stoner metal wise, or we're, we're oh. both wearing I Hate God shirts right yeah. now. <laughs> there you go. We said yeah. it's always a thing. It's like, are you gonna wear your I Hate God shirt tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Both wear them the same show. Um, uh, the Misfits is like a really yeah. big one for us. I think. Uh, yeah, just like. Just stuff that's like really melodic, I think, and then, but also angry and like aggressive, uh, yeah. more like post-punk too. Like mm-hmm. probably, I think that's become like more of a thing that we like want to incorporate more. Just yeah. I don't know, we just got into a bunch of bands like that, like idols, idols, like uh, a lot of bands who rip off the fall. Basically, yeah. if you're Piss, familiar with the fall, <laughs> Piss Jeans, yeah, Piss Jeans, another mm-hmm. good band, uh, Fontaine's DC. All those bands, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. want to be the fall. You gotta listen to the fall. Um, Stoner metal is kind of my like default. It's like it's like my junk food of uh of music. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, can't go wrong that. with that. 
It's just like this, you know what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, it's, it's like great. just a hamburger. It's like great for lifting. Wherever you're at, wherever a restaurant. Yeah. You know, a hamburger is gonna be straight. I do feel like you know it must be how like a wine snob feels, where I'm like, I know this sounds similar, but you gotta pick out the differences, the nuances. You see, Monolord has hints <laughs> of cherry and stone fruit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like they're all like Iron Lord, Witch. <laughs> like yeah. they're all like black witch iron lord lith I don't know yeah cloud yeah, <laughs> yeah there's uh, some band I was trying to look up in my library I think it's witch something they all uh, have like the same name there's always, yeah, like, a little bit like, of the same thing to it um, but you could say the same in a lot of genres like you know like we have teen in our name like how many bands have teen in their fucking name or uh, your, your guys name is pretty cool it stands yeah. out <laughs> yeah, I mean that was it was definitely conscious to me. I I wanted it to be like a name that you just go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, what the fuck does that mean? A teen mortgage? It's highly Googleable. Yeah, yeah, like there's not. I don't name a band that has the word mortgage in their name. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not. <laughs> the For mortgages. Sure. It did lend us into getting pizza gated though, but that's did it. it? Because well, of the name? Oh, because Yeah, teen, they got pointed out to me on another podcast. They're like, and you got teeny your name. I'm like, oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. How's that tie into pe- children, though. Yeah, how's, how's that tie into... Uh, it depends on where you draw the definition, because teen could be, like, 13 and up. I mean, they're grasping for straws as it is, so they probably would use it, <laughs> to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. We would oh, play- t- I put two and two together, right? <laughs> Pizza, teen, and Satan. <laughs> exactly. that's, a, that's a conspiracy theory right yeah. there so. and we're on King Pizza Records and we're yeah. playing Comet Ping Pong and I think they had just had their 6th anniversary show which was King Pizza 666 Fest perfect so yeah, just tie, just yeah. beautifully you tied guys are, together you guys are like in Hillary's email somewhere Yeah, she, she listens to Team Mortgage probably there right? was a confluence <laughs> of things <laughs> A confluence of things that came together that led to us uh, getting pizza gated. I told people I keep it. I put it in our, our uh, like we don't do physical press kits very often. But anytime I do, I, that's our, our in yeah. our press kit now is our the clipping from our Reddit r slash conspiracy that has yeah. our faces and then like according to Comet Ping Pong's website, this <laughs> uh, band T Mortgage is going to be playing there on blah 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 date. Yeah. Uh, their website is rife with satanic pizza imagery. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are gonna end up like in the court with like uh, like Judas Priest style, you know? Hell yeah, like controversial yeah, all... rock band. Yeah, I like that. Making kids slit their wrists <laughs> or something. Yeah, we were we were we were <laughs> yeah. torn on it, but I was like, man, it's like it's gonna suck, but if they show up, it's probably gonna end up being alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was like one comment in it where they were like, we should show up, like to the album release all wearing like uh, Make America Great hats again <laughs> do like a peaceful protest in there and I was like yeah get a ticket <laughs> you can pay me to do that absolutely I would have bought yeah. them pizza yeah yeah for yeah. real I'm like, thanks for coming like, seriously did, so do you want to like what do you want to talk about <laughs> shape of a I'll tell you all about Hillary Clinton's emails yeah so you guys come in see the show yeah <laughs> whatever yeah. gets people in the door man yeah exactly Fair, as long Maybe as they're not like... holding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's fair because that that is like an actual problem <laughs> yeah. in in that particular venue. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys anyway. t- touring at all 
before this or yeah, yeah loads we had like a whole we we just brought out um a video for the song doctor and we were gonna do like a little weekend there yeah. we had a lot of other things planned as well we had like maybe like five or six months of gigs planned mm. we had a bunch of festival dates booked and we were planning to do trips around that because we those were like the, the you know the cornerstones yeah. of right. each like little like venture because we, mm. we tend to do more like uh weekender stuff so that we can do it more frequently yeah um versus just trying to get off you know, stacks of weeks at a time it's just not really functional when like you're not making your living yet doing this you know well you also got a real job right Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, I didn't ask what you did for. Oh, I do a. Um, I do like business sales for IT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also a real job. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what it is. But we <laughs> had yeah we had like loads of shows. Uh, we were looking forward to. What um, kind of festivals? Yeah. I don't remember like, even at this point. Uh yeah, I mean it's just like some upstate New York ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind of aspirations did you have in life before you lost the league? Right. <laughs> Um, I think we're doing we're doing Mac Rock. Uh, oh, that was it, yeah. Yeah, we're doing King Pizza Fest. We were gonna do Savage Mountain Punk Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to do another one up somewhere in upstate New York, which I don't even remember what it was called now. Um, we we're supposed to be playing with Richie Ramone. Yeah, uh, oh, I was really bummed about that one. Mm. Richie uh, Ramone at Slash Run. What mm. the fuck? Out of uh, Some like we had like a Metro Gallery show lined up. Yeah, it's a cool yeah. spot. We had we had like, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, but then you know we, we kind of got lucky with like the how it, got adapted for gigs I guess because we mm. we got some cool opportunities like, you know, playing in the back of a truck. Yeah. That was sweet. Um, we did the we did DC Nine live stream. Uh, we played, I make backyard. Yeah. Um, the Metro Gallery um, show was supposed to be with um. Human Impact, which yeah. is like another, uh, just, I don't know, it's, just, it's, it's like sick, members of Swans. Yeah, mm. the sick group that I actually just, I listened to them a ton, so, yeah, yeah that, yeah. that three-day period where we lost all of our bookings for nine months. We're just watching them drop <laughs> like flies, yeah, just like, getting emails all, yeah, over the three days, like, mm, it's not going to be just a thing anymore. Cry a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I almost trying to humor people when they're emailing us, because, like, you know, like, do it being in this line of business, it's like we're getting the information before, like, not before the public, but it's a little yeah. more imperative that's going to affect us. And when people yeah. are like, all right, we'll see what happens in two weeks, I was like, it's not yeah, how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys have a normal bass player? Or, like, how'd you get hooked up with Harkham's bass player? Um, uh, it's him and Joey have known each other okay. for a long time. So. Since middle school. Yeah. Really? You guys go way back. He always thinks it's funny, though, because I don't remember him, but he remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we hooked back up because uh, like, he went to UMBC, too. So like, mm. we started hanging out like when he came to UMBC. And yeah. uh, yeah, that's when we really like started hanging out all the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been a long time now. But I guess that I've technically known him since the 90s. You know, yeah, the Pasadena days and all that. Yeah, yeah, and like, I mean, it's a weird thing that we we have him in now, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future because, like, you know, it, there's a lot of conveniences that come from being like a, a duo, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he decided to jump on just kind of like it was an off the cuff thing that we were doing a live stream, and he was like, yeah. oh, he wants to like, I'll come in and play bass for you." And I was like. 
It's one of those rare instances where you don't have uh, gigs for the next three years <laughs> like yeah. lined up, you know? It's going to be fun. Switch it up. Honestly, yeah, because like when we're two piece, I have you know, I'm holding down like the backbeat the whole time, yeah. So I was like, oh, I could like play a solo, <laughs> yeah. That was literally it for me. Just like, oh, yeah, I think I was gonna loop a pedal too, and I don't know, he's, no, loop a, he's I just a, fuck a loop a pedal, like yeah. they're, just, they're just so annoying. I've, I've yeah. done it before, and like it's it yeah. just takes you out of the whole thing. I don't know, yeah, it does. I it is annoying when people just sit there and look at their feet the whole show, yeah. I'm like, fuck that shit, and like, he's coming from that shit. But, you know, one great band I saw uh, at the Auto Bar um, that I love is uh, Middle Class Rut, and they're a duo from California, I think. Oh, not familiar. Um, but they cool. they had some somewhat big songs, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But they're a duo, and I thought that was cool. I have Very punk. Um, so, uh, it, yeah. it can be done, I guess, is what yeah. I'm saying. There's like, a, I mean, there's a lot of bands. Who, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Big Business is like a band that that got me onto uh, We Open Forum like two years ago. Um, Local H is another one. Yeah. He's like, we definitely maybe draw from Death Row of 1979. I love the White Stripes. I don't think we really go in that kind of direction, mm-hmm. maybe, but I they're love a little thinner. Sprinkled in there, you know, in the sound yeah. a little bit. I mean, it's like garage rock in it, so yeah. it's kind of like Bass Drum of Death is another band I, lo- I love when Waves was a two piece when it was um, Zach Hill from um, is he in Lightning Bolt? no Hella no it's like, yeah Hella sorry yeah. Zach Hill from Hella and he plays in Death Grips and stuff it was him and Nathan Williams from Waves and they were just doing like a two piece thing that's awesome it's so sick yeah like I think, I think he kicked Zach Hill out because he was like way better than him yeah he was just like destroying him my buddy told me a funny Jack White story where he was recording in Nashville somewhere like with his band and then like I guess Jack White like walked into like the room or something and like there were some other people there and the producer was like oh here's our janitor and then just come, went back to doing whatever they were doing <laughs> and he was just like fuck you and left <laughs> sick so. very fair yeah. I like Jack White he's like I think he's earned his pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. he's just awesome. He's the man. So, he's but, putting out like interesting stuff too. I mean, his record label released the last sleep record. Yeah. Which uh Third Man. Yeah, Third Man did the last sleep record. So, you know, they definitely branched out. You know. Yeah. They've that, got amazing roster. That would be a record label. It'd be kind of cool to be on. I'm, we're happy with King Pizza right now, of course. <laughs> Whose King label King. is that? Like is it one of your friends or is it I have yeah so uh, it's the man Greg man he's uh, had we just like hit him up we'd kind of known about the scene up yeah. there in New York City like or in Brooklyn rather mm-hmm. um, and we were just we just recorded that EP and we were like maybe they'll like it and put yeah. it on there and we were literally like do you like this and he just emailed back like yeah let's do it and nice. like, it was a Z- yeah so we'd uh, I'm forgetting his last name honestly Hanson Hanson yeah Greg Hanson yeah. I, I tend to do a lot of the emailing lately Hanson Hanson of like yeah. the more uh, quick to respond one at this point yeah yeah, I'm pretty... it, it, it waffles back and forth I would say throughout the time where like depending on whose job's doing what <laughs> yeah and this is your only brand or only project because I mean that really helps I know a lot of people are trying to balance more than one so that'll um this is my only one. I do like a lot of home recording. Yeah. Um, I do like, I'll put kind of like just demos out as Jimmy G mm-hmm. on um, SoundCloud. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like new wavy 
yeah. kind of lo-fi sort of thing. And then Ed's got a band called Tide All The Time and you can talk about that now. It's a band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's um, a band. I've been trying yeah. to get us to drop some tracks. It's more of an idea. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying to get them to drop some tracks for like the last uh, eight or nine months. I, re- I recorded stuff for it like so long ago. I think everything's ready. I've been asking them for the last five months. I'm like, so yeah. why isn't this out? <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what else I'm waiting on. But uh, if you want to go down a rabbit hole with that, you can just check it out. It's I reckon, all time. Yeah. I reckon like, yeah, you I'll just feature it like on the episode or, or whatever. Yeah. So, it's uh, uh it's a loosely um, artistic project, I would say. Yeah. We leave. They're pretty autistic. Yeah. yeah pretty <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure at least uh, someone in the band is probably on the spectrum to yeah. agree. Oh, all yeah, 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 exactly. everyone else. But, I don't know. Yeah. Is there any uh, shout outs you want to mention? Yeah, totally. Um, um Drug dealers, mom and dad. <laughs> do you watch Shameless? Yes. You do? Great show. We're going to be, uh, the new season, or like the first episode of the new season, one of our tunes is going to be in that episode in some capacity. No so, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Season premiere. Yeah. Really? We just found How'd out about that. that. Through the label. Yeah. 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 We work with uh, Dirty Laundry, which is our, uh, I guess that's our licensing company. Yeah. Yeah, they just hooked it up. So that's, lucky. That's yeah. absolutely sick, man. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get to meet Frank? <laughs> no, no. We, we don't know the context that it's going to be in there. I was saying, I hope it's rad. You yeah. never know because it could oh, just yeah. be we'll like... Yeah, I hope it's like Frank like <laughs> barfing behind the bar. Like, yeah, that would be tight. great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, like one of our other label mates, uh, Zip Tie Handcuff, so I'll definitely give them a shout. They're like one of my favorite bands. Right. Definitely get on them if you haven't. Amazing band from Boston. They were previously in it last year. So, just yeah, yeah. Shameless is sick because they're just it's a great show. sick bands in yeah. the show. Say so we just keep our fingers crossed. That's in a cool context. So it isn't like oh, this showed up. And it's like this music playing at a Q yeah. rally. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's gonna be a whole scene where Frank's yeah. got the tape in his hand and he's just like, this band's so sick, and he like puts it on. It's like a whole product placement. Yeah, they just sit down. They put on our track and then they all listen to it intently for the full duration of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a really weird non sequitur yeah. scene, but it really, I feel like it capped off the episode well. Just got the hook up on that one. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's, so we got that going on. And then uh, we're going to drop a single called Such Is Life at some point. Um, maybe we're going to probably talk about that after this podcast, how we're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. But it's going to be like the next month or two, definitely. Um, so look out for that for sure yeah just send me the link um, or the whatever the file whenever it's done and then I'll uh, you know post it however I can cool. yeah for sure man um, probably gonna make some like skate edit to that as well at some point like, yeah some like just gonna skate a pool or something like a bowl yeah let me know if you're ever skating up there at the park I'll come up and hurt myself <laughs> the Baltimore fun. one yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah man for sure I'm like uh, there a lot um, do you ever go to Laurel yeah I actually grew up in Laurel, so... Uh, you got that one yeah. yeah, that one's my favorite. It's the best. Uh, if you ever want to take a drive, too, I always tell people one of the nicest parks people don't seem to skate that much around here is... Um, it's out west a little bit, and I think it's called Shrimp Town. Shrimp Town? I think it's called Shrimp Town. Hell yeah. Um, it's in, like, Skaggsville or something. Skaggsville. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, in- like, 30 minutes outside the city, but it's a really, really nice park. I found a check um, out. That's funny. In uh, in the UK, 
they call Skaga's heroin. Oh, really? <laughs> so There's that. so many good, like, things we don't use in America, like, good uh, terms that you guys have. <laughs> All like, of like, there's a lot of skagla. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, the C word being tossed around too is so great. Like, yeah, I don't uh, know. You know Ameri- thinking... America gets like so offended by that. Yeah, it's a lot of taboos in it. So yeah. like, I don't know. I was just thinking then like, what it, like Americans call every toilet a bathroom. Yeah. But there's no bath in there. Yeah. <laughs> they still use the F word to describe cigarettes. Um, I think, well, that's like, I'm from like the North, so that's not really... I don't know if, like people don't really call them that where I'm from. Like they call them bifters. Bifters. Yeah, <laughs> bifter or a biff. I'm what you call it. Bifters. Yeah, <laughs> or like a joint would be a bifter. Um, that's more of like a London thing, so I can't really speak on that. We probably do though. Yeah. There is something about a lot of this, like the UK slang, slang that I, just it has like a very like cute sounding word for yeah. a lot of things. I watched a Clockwork Orange the other night and watched it in ages, and uh, I love that like dichotomy. How they're just—it's so sinister, but then it's like baby talk at the same time, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he comes down the stairs, he goes, "Welly, welly, 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 well." It's like it's so goofy. It's so good. Yeah. Happy yeah. Polly Lodges had a bit of pain in the Gulliver. <laughs> Great. It's like, what are you talking about? Another language, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Super like London. Like I never slang. understood punter. Like a punter. punter. A punter's just like. Uh, like I mean, a head, you know what I mean? Like if we're gonna get punters in the door, like we're gonna get heads in the door. Yeah, that's kind of. I just didn't understand like where that came from. It just seemed yeah, weird to me. Yeah, punter's like, just like a spectator. Yeah, yeah. like I tried, audience. I tried to look like, up uh, dozer. I didn't even really know what that exactly. Dozer, fucking dozer. You should just dozy in it. It's like you're a if you're a dozy cunt. I mean I don't know because it's like if you look up dozer I think in the US like some, people, some people use it to describe like, like heroin addicts oh yeah I mean, but then sense, I would have thought bulldozer like you're a bulldozer of a person mm-hmm. I mean heroin addicts are dozy cunts so <laughs> <laughs> to be fair like, that's exactly what you are <laughs> like not your fault it's the heroin's fault but yeah. yeah, you'd be probably being a bit of a dozy cunt. One of these days, the scientists are going to harness the power of that, like, uh, heroin gyroscopic balance effect that PD Hell have when they're on it. You know, you never see them fall down. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Heroin sleeping, you mean, or whatever. They're just like, yeah. yeah they're good at yeah, it. Yeah, I think they call it dope fiend lean around the Baltimore. Dope fiend lean. Yeah. I mean, you see people Shit. in impossible positions. I think, like, like, once you work in, like, the business that we do too, like, mm. once you, like, like really see what it looks like or if you like live like in an area where there's a lot of people I feel like it was like it's like discovering the trees are around you or something it's like you see them now and now uh, I go places I'm like that guy's on heroin uh, yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and my girlfriend would be like what I'm like everyone right there <laughs> <laughs> they're all on heroin right now yeah like why do you tell that it's because they're just bent dope, over in a yeah, dope lean yeah. Moves it away. <laughs> <laughs> Their whole uh, body looks like it's throwing up gang signs. Uh, wow. <laughs> Dude, somebody took like PCP the other day, I think, and they were doing like this anime dance. Like, I swear it was out of like, if you watch that Japanese like anime stuff, they were trying to like do those moves and like they were talking like that and I, I can't recreate it. Was he affable? Because it... <laughs> that sounds very like, like jovial. Like, you somebody know. was saying he was having a seizure, and I was like, that's choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that's not a seizure. 
Favorite right. TikTok. Yeah. Should have filmed that. Oh, PCP. Yeah. PCP is like Sherm around there. Didn't know much about it. It's like it's, it's a while big around here. Like, yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I don't know why people are just like. I don't know, know what my drug of choice is. <laughs> like, my my thing about PCP that I always wonder is like. I never see people have good trips or good times. I always see them when they're when they're completely flipping cop cars or whatever. Yeah, and don't so care like, yeah. about people like really having a good time. On it. So like streets, but people take it, so they must have some good times on it. I've just never seen it. Like, it's like yeah, I don't know. Well, it's like Molly isn't Molly anymore. It's not, yeah, yeah. No, it's just um, shit cut together to kind know. of emulate that, you know? I don't know how to tell people how fucked they are if they go to the ER for help if you've taken something that's like a you, test chemical you or got something. In the mail. You, yeah, something yeah. you got in the mail or you just bought yeah. Molly from someone because I'm like, the doctors are not necessarily up to date on all the exotic <laughs> chemicals that are out there. Dude, it's like our drug panels only test for so many things. I watched like a documentary on Vice or something and how like basically China and their chemists are making a new chemical every time the FDA makes exactly. one illegal. Yeah. They'll make yeah. an analog chemical that's just different enough that doesn't can't qualify. Yeah, and yeah. so it's legal mm-hmm. technically and they could ship it right over. Yeah, spice yeah. Uh, in England like has become such a massive issue because mm-hmm. of that. Like where they just yeah, they just up the ante every time and get yeah. around the law, and it, then you've got people in jail smoking it. Yeah. It's not even like it's, it's always cycle. like from a nefarious intent either. It's like yeah. you do have some people that are designing things for therapeutic purposes, but for, for whatever reason, the drug's like, oh, well, we invented this, yeah. and then we found out that the therapeutic window is like super narrow, so it's not really useful, or we can't really sell this. Or can we? I like that you use. <laughs> I like that you use therapeutic window. Very professional. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like to sprinkle in a little bit of uh, the big words. Yeah. On occasions, just to show people that we're authentic. Yeah, we love that. You know, they fucking they sell you a drug, and yeah. then and then because well, capitalism allows it all in it. So yeah, you sell a drug, and then you get addicted to it, and then you've got to then you get arrested, and then you go to rehab, and you pay the lawyer fees and the fucking government, and then you pay the rehab fee, and then you can't vote, and you can't do anything. And... So there you go. You just explained it in thirty so, seconds. Yeah. I would. That's how it I works. Such is life. Look out for it. When I was in Come the in. ER, even like now, it's I would go and talk to some of my physicians about like certain things, like you know, when Flacco was like a big thing in yeah. uh, Florida. I don't know if it's still a big thing or not, but you know, I would go and and talk to them about like these newer like you know uh blossoming (laughs) uh drug issues that are going around the country and to a certain extent you would think that i was like talking to my grandmother or something like that you know because they would have no idea it's like you mean is that like synthetic weed (laughs) not i'm being like a little hyperbolic there but it's just like their knowledge of of how to deal with that you don't learn about it in med school no. More likely to learn about it in like in like in Shameless when in the streets of Chicago, like right. yeah, that's where you're gonna learn about it. And you're not um, gonna learn about how to treat it, you know. Uh-huh. So it's like when they come in with stuff like that, it doesn't come up on a drug panel. Oh yeah, you're just you're just treating symptomatically and hoping for the best, you know. It's not like out of van, out of van, out of van. Take your ass for a ride in the van. I like the B fifty two. Oh. Just the name of it, because I, uh, you know, I was like, oh, the, you know, what the B fifty two is. Yeah, it's the Howdall and the uh, uh, Benadryl Howdall Ativan. Yeah, I yeah. love that band. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I told people I started calling it the Love Shack. Yeah, <laughs> nowadays, calm people, down, uh, man. They're gonna well, take you to Love Shack. Y'all need a rock lobster. <laughs> nowadays, we get people ketamine. 
Yeah, really, yeah. it's a tranquilizer. Just takes them down. Well, it's a dissociative. Yeah. Catamine's hilarious. Catamine's <laughs> 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 such a funny drug. I think that's another one though, like kind of like PCP, where it's just like like you don't really hear about people having like a good time, but it's just so funny. Like it's sucking the cable. Well, you gotta it's hit. So you gotta funny. hit the therapeutic window before you fully dissociate i've only k-holed one time and it was i actually like really enjoyed it <laughs> but maybe i'm just like a special case or something i don't know oh we well, gotta put get it, put it this way we use it to set people's bones yeah well yeah <laughs> like it gave you something for the pains when you come out of it you're just gonna have someone just yanked on your thing but I'm, like i've reset like a eight-year-old yeah. wrist. we like <laughs> we like tried to we took a bunch of ketamine and like tried to go like long bud and my like the apartment complex, like, parking lot that I lived in at the time. And we were like, yeah, this is going to be sick. And then we all, like, tried to do it. We were like, okay, this ain't going to yeah. happen right now. <laughs> this is like, where I feel like the disclaimer should be like, like, that, it. like, I, as a medical professional, do not partake. Yeah. Same. We can edit this part yes, out. Yeah, 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 nor am I associated with... I mean, I am pretty open about telling people, like, I'm not naive. I think, if anything, it makes me... If anything, having some exposure to it, and not being naive to like what it's like to be around people on certain substances. Yeah. Like I'm a little bit better off dealing with them than other ones. You well, know, how else are you going to educate yourself for the benefit of the public? Oh, when well, they come yeah. in with all those drugs. Well, we used to have people dragged in from like fish concerts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they'd be like, "Oh, these people are on acid," and I was like, "They'd be fine." Like, yeah, like... I like, literally went into the room and put on like Dave Matthews for someone, yeah. and they were fine. Yeah, so, like you just need to chill out. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make one quick edit here. Let me let you know that a lot of people distrust medicine. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, they're all, like, you ever seen scrubs like fucking oh, yeah. shit? I, I, I would equate it to like the distrust of like police or something like that, depending on like where it's you totally come it. from. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's if you grew up a certain way I'm pretty sure that you don't trust police yeah you know I mean they talk about racism in medicine too oh yeah yeah big time yeah vulnerable populations uh I mean it's true we we deal with it people that have sickle cell because mm-hmm. yeah. like not just not racism but like basically it's like you these kids grow up dealing with severe pain and they get allotted to help right. with their severe like quantifiable pain yeah. and then like once they turn 18 like they a lot of times they get treated like drug seeking patients they get treated like shit yep. so it's like you're like boop 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 18 like you're a methadone yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it's like what is what is really methadone do like, at the end of the day like anything it's not one or two factors that probably go into a decision but there are certain uh, ERs that have gone completely dilated free yeah quotations <laughs> it's a lot of free and uh one of the big things that happens is the habit of having people show up because you yeah. know they know if they go in there and they create enough of a ruckus for whatever reason or convincing enough that's a possibility they can get it or when you yeah. know people are dope sick it's you know a very big possibility but once you're yeah. like sorry we're out yeah. <laughs> it's like they said their social visits shut down yeah so you stop seeing uh the same amount of people that are coming in and clogging up the system for neck pain abdominal pain yeah. that had no uh no real evidence of why they were having it mm. you know so there is that but yeah as far as like if someone's just in pain it's like if they're a drug seeker i i agree with you that it's like there are times where it's i i have no moral issues necessarily just giving it to someone other than like knowing that there are a lot of other factors going into it 
I'm just like, if you're desperate enough to call 911 or to go to the ER just to get drugs, even if that is your goal, like, yeah, that's such a pain in the ass way to go about it. Then we think about a, a world where it wasn't so stigmatized and you can go in and be like, yeah, I ran out and I'm dope sick, yeah. <laughs> you know, then you could go in and be like, okay, well, this is a medical emergency, so we'll put you here. Yeah, it's like in the Netherlands. Yeah. It's like yeah. not a big deal, but. I mean, I'm um, sure there's, there's any, like galaxy of issues that would come from that too yeah you know because you would get people that just like with like uh shelters or something like that i'm sure if we rolled it out it ended up being like you know yeah a shitty situation <laughs> for a lot of people too you know we're like yeah i don't want to go there because whenever i get get my fix they just want to like you know put me in this weird situation their food's terrible or something like that i don't know yeah. like i'm just being silly but you there's know this, uh rehab in maine that was like a vice See, like segment on it where uh, they like dab people out like they're like these uh, recovering heroin addicts like they just literally dab them to sleep like just <laughs> get them stoned as fuck and like yeah yeah, yeah and it, like a lot of people I think the the thing that's kind of shitty about it is that like they just have, like they just kind of replace the heroin addict the addiction swapping, like swapping one addiction for pretty another. much yeah but they, they yeah. get them through the like withdrawal I yeah. guess so, and it's like you, you know, gotta diversify your addictions. Yeah, I think that's the final bonds. I'm pretty sure that it, just looking at your books and everything like that, you probably come across the different people talking about uh, psychedelics as used to treat addiction. Yeah, and they have people that do like ayahuasca and mm. I don't, I oh can't yeah, list like right. they come out of it and they're just like, I don't need it anymore. You just sweat it all out. Yeah, and it's ayahuasca. also just your brain gets rewired. And like yeah. the pathways aren't the same anymore, and so yeah. it's just like the the way your like uh, opiate receptors are, are somehow wired differently afterwards. Yeah. Unfortunately, because of stigmatization, you know, any like research on that super limited, yeah. super limited. Yeah, you do have at least like you know um, some first person evidence that people have done it and successfully like kicked heroin or like whatever vice it was just from going and doing like a you know a one-time experience yeah you know but uh you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yes i I think we're gonna wrap it up here we're probably gonna hit the dusty trail ourselves and all right moving on but I, i really do appreciate you guys coming over and doing the interview yeah. and also adjusting to time I know I told you one time and changed it up a little but I do appreciate it it's fun man so, we're nothing if not flexible so yeah once again thanks to Ed thanks to James Team Mortgage for coming on over talking about music um, their song here is called Falling Down I picked it up off iTunes but I should be able to get it wherever you listen to music other than that, uh, have a good week.